I'm a lover. And that's why I'm a fighter. I'm Alex Jones in Austin, Texas. I'm just an average fighting Texan. I'm a man. I'm a Canadian. I am a Christian. I'm a Jew. I'm friendly. I'm nice. Ugh. I'm a white guy. I'm ready to kill. I'm a primitive. I'm like a raccoon in the garage. I basically uh, am a fraud. I'm for real. I'm a policy wonk. I'm a patriot. I am 1776. I'm liberal. I'm here to date your six-year-old. I am twisted. I am wicked. I am weak. I'm part of this planet. I'm kind of like an eyeball or maybe a tooth. I'm somebody that didn't even used to cry at my grandparents' funerals. I'm a little chicken-neck bastard. I'm a coward like you. I'm a Nelly. Uh. I'm getting back into weightlifting. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to be somebody. I'm a Marine Corps. I'm under chemical and biological attack. I'm pissed. I'm red-blooded and I hate murderers. I'm evil. I'm like a mother who can pick a car up off their baby because it's screaming and begging for help. I'm a reptoid clone of John Wayne uh, and Elvis. I'm in a scientific matrix grid in the early phases of being inserted into an extermination system. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm animated. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I'm setting fires everywhere. I'm not an open-minded person. Welcome. Uh to the Conspiracy <laughs> Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. Where, where's... Uh, um, April. She, she's sitting out today. She's... The CIA has hidden her away in the FEMA camps. <clears throat> Sorry, a little cold there. No, it's, it's okay. Uh, first and foremost, before everything, I really want to explain that we're not trying to attack Alex Jones at all. The man, whether you love or hate him, has been a force in conspiracy world for a long while. And being that he's been included in many discussions people have about our country, the current presidency, and radio in general, I thought it would be interesting to look into the man himself a bit. None of us know him personally, unless... Larry, do, do you know him? I have not met the man. Okay, okay. just double-checking. Mm -hmm. We don't pretend that we do. We're not gonna... We're not gonna pass judgment on his personal character outside... Other than basically when he's on air, interviews, and uh, Infowars, old Alex Jones radio, different things he's been, and also like his most recent Joe Rogan experience interview. We like all our episodes to have a question with which we make an honest decision at the end. Um, there is a question for this, but I'll wait till the end. Again, mm -hmm. as I've said in the past, we're not journalists, nor do we pretend to be. We're just normal people who like to swill beer in the Shoop Kitchen studio and crack jokes while we're learning a little and throwing in dick jokes. All in good fun, right? Hey, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get started. Alex Jones. Yes. That is our episode. Um, I got to ask you guys, do you think that it's possible that Alex Jones is a like otherworldly like alien? I think that he might be the timpani player for Tool. <laughs> What's a timpani? Timpani. You know that boom, 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 boom. That in Tool. Well, I'm such I mean, Tool. He, he's probably Adam's cousin. I mean, it only, he only appears on one song. <laughs> he only is a timpani once. 
<laughs> but he stands there all some, and some nights they don't even play the song so he's just up there and he's like oh. it's like the clown in uh, Slipknot he's like what am I I'm second percussionist I'm but just supposed is- to smash my face on a an oil drum a few times and then jump up and down but he is the most requested person to be at the shows I mean if he doesn't show then people are like well I mean that's the reason why Tool never plays is because Adam is so is so uh, or Alex is so busy I gotta ask you a question. When was the last time you saw like a glimpse of the '90s and something? <laughs> Mostly because I have Portlandia. <laughs> I saw a guy literally the other day at a gas station pull out a ch- wallet attached to a chain. Said, yes, oh, yes, chain wallet, and his wallet was yes. a Slipknot wallet. Ooh, was it Velcro? Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> the trifecta. I thought when he opened it, like change was going to shoot all over the deck but it didn't did it did like your mind flashback and all of a sudden the beastie boys were at their peak intergalactic planetary trend true scale how scary is independent news media larry scary um you know what it kind of can be because a lot of it is unchecked it's unedited it's there's no you know uh uh no one to double check so i mean you get a lot of fake news out there with that stuff i'm gonna give it an eight Ooh, you know what? I as well am going to give it an eight because the problem with fake news is that there are some people who don't know that it's fake and they think a lot of things are real and and sometimes it can become real because of that and it sets a lot of fear in people and the problem also with news is it's so one-sided that you, you almost have to look into all forms so you can hopefully get a glimpse of what's actually true. Mm-hmm. I, for an example, um, a few years back when the Trayvon Martin thing was happening, oh, yeah. I got a Ford from my father, which was like this chain from all these people he worked with, and and they had sent eventually got to him and he sent it to me, and it said uh, Trayvon Martin, fourteen year old kid, and then they said this is what he really looks like, and it was a picture of Tupac. <laughs> so like all these old white dudes had no idea who uh, Tupac was, but they just assumed that was Trayvon Martin. I'm like. No, it's, it's off the cover of Tupac's album. If you go to Best Buy, you can find that. What 14-year-old looks like they're that age? I know. That's the thing. And I was like, like I'm like, Dad, that's Tupac. It's not Trayvon. Trayvon, the, if you actually look at his picture, he is a 14-year-old kid, not a 38-year-old rapper from Oakland, California. <laughs> that's old white dads. So God bless him. I feel like... We have to kind of get ourselves attuned to kind of a, a 90s mindset because... Can do. The genesis of the, the type of... Genesis was 80s. That was a hella Ooh. good time. Hella. Hella, yeah. And that's where everything started. Right, home skillet. Genesis. Seven days before? Was that when he rested? God created? Yeah, I was thinking the band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't dance. 80s. Yeah. Genesis was a big deal to me. They were very good. Phil Collins an amazing drummer. Uh, yes. Were you more of a Phil Collins or a Peter Gabriel Genesis? Peter Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not to discredit what Phil Collins did. No. Because he he, he had some jams there. I but, saw them on a like a 30-year reunion show. It was amazing. God, man, man could rock the science teacher look like no one else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about what, 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 what you never gave your verdict yeah you're not oh right. yeah that's right uh <laughs> well triple eights we're gonna go with about the same and it, when it when it impacts the culture around us and it informs kids that they they should like do things 
out of the ordinary, like, I don't know, walk into a pizzeria and try to shoot people because they think they're child molesters or, um, I don't know, prepare for Y2K, even though they know it's not anything other than just another day. (laughs) All right. We're going to get in that nineties feel. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bitch. I'm a, no, never mind. This is Toadies? Spawny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Remember when you had AOL discs, ladies and gentlemen, and you called, you, you told your mom, oh, I don't feel too good. I got a little spurt spurt in the butt and in my, <laughs> my mouth. Okay, eldest sister, did you come down with us again? He's got, ma'am, I hate to break it to you, but he's got the spurt spurts. Yeah. Well, too much garlic parmesan on my pizza from Papa John's. I was a delivery boy at that time. Were you really? I was. Wow. Anyway, so 90s, great, great tune, by the way. So part of it is that when we would stay home sick, we would see these old folks who headed up these talk shows. And I think... um God. Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue. Um, uh, Sally Povich. Sally, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael. She, she was awesome. Rachel. She, was she married to one of the Ninja Turtles? Raphael? No. Uh, that's not what the last that name came from? That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? She was. Raphael, Raphael. If you had to marry one of the Ninja Turtles, who would it be? <laughs> oh, of, the actual tur- of the actual Turtles? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Donatello, the bow staff, right? No. Yeah. No, no. Well, Donatello's cool, but rude. Which one had the... the, the that was Don- Donatello had the staff. Yeah, Michelangelo had the nunchucks. a party, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the nunchucks are pretty sexy. What a Raphael? He was. <laughs> if you smack yourself in the chin, though, that's like the dumbest looking thing ever. If you start <laughs> to have you smack yourself in the chin, it comes down and hits you in the nuts <laughs> on the recoil. It's like a double, <sighs> a double L. It's like a double edged dildo. Yeah, I guess. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. So anyway, we're going to get out of there. We're going to fast forward Thank as God. fast as we can out of there. Um, these old talk shows of the past really kind of faded away. And I think that in that stay became the world of the, the early genesis of YouTube. Like online yeah. clips and videos. Getting to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, cat videos. Oh, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. And that's Keyboard it. Keyboard cat, yeah. Keep, oh, love that video. Might have to post that just for this. But anyway, um, I have a reason to think that even though Alex comes from that YouTube kind of like homegrown public access generation, he's Mm -hmm. here to stay because I think he's somebody who knew where the future was going. Um, To put it into perspective as of recent, when Donald Trump won the presidency, one of the first people he called the day after was to thank Alex Jones and his loyal listeners. Again, if if you hate our president or you hate Jones, you have to be admiral of the feet. The man got a call from the president to be congratulated. Yeah, that's pretty cool. To this day. Today I saw on, on, on Twitter. He was a hey, Al, at Alex Jones, how's your family doing? And I was like, oops, did Donald not know? <laughs> it's awkward. Was that for real? <laughs> yeah, for real. I can pull it up right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's just. I feel like Donald came over one time and had goldfish and in, in ecto coolers with Alex Jones. Goldfish and uh, animal crackers after their, after their school break, after school snack, lunchables. Like, he saw his wife and his kids, and he was like, "You know, Alex, you got a real fine family here." I don't know where that voice came from, but it's your family is terrific, right? They're not the best, though. Not like mine. 
so it's kind of similar to me. Um, like he's never bit into the mainstream media. He's always stayed indie. He's stayed um, kind of snake oil salesman-y with all mm-hmm. his little products that he sells, right. which is fine. But Rogan's got on it. And I've never tried any of that, yeah, but some people yeah. swear by it. Hey, no, Howard Stern has the squatty potty. Really? Yeah, that's his thing. Uh, I, I don't know, think it's his, but all that all but, that that video for the squatty potty made me do is pull my feet up onto the rim for like one poop and be lean back as far as I could and go. All right, I'm gonna straight up my straighten out my <laughs> anus. And funny thing happened. It just fell right it out. It just fell right out. <laughs> Freaking works. <laughs> but but was yours rainbow colored and glittery? No. You and might I want to see a doctor about that. Yeah. I or think, that might be stripper poop. Ooh. I think that's yeah. Mm. We'll have to do a uh, conspiracy if, therapy field trip for if, that one. If you're a stripper and you have please send us poop, send us a picture. If send stri- it to Ryan. If you're a stripper and you farted glitter, let us know. Um. I think Alex Jones built an empire that's pretty commendable because if a band is given the opportunity to go mainstream, almost nine times out of ten, they bite. Um, mm. yeah. But not being the norm, Alex, uh, let's let's start from the beginning. According to a Wikipedia article about him, Alexander Emmerich Jones was born February 11th, 1974. Currently, he is 43 years old. Mm. Larry, how old are you? Really, we're going there. 41. Mm. But I look 35. That's true. And I smell 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You came in here smelling like Nerf and uh, bologna sandwiches. And bologna sandwich. In <laughs> um, Dallas, Texas is where he was born. He, b- born. he grew up in the Dallas suburb of Rockwall and also Austin. His parents, his dad was a dentist and his mom was a homemaker. <laughs> in high school, he was a lineman for the football team and graduated from Anderson High School. It's crazy he was a lineman because he's like my height. He's kind of thick. He is. He is. He's uh, a pretty thick dude. If you look at pictures of him during like the the mid to late nineties, he looks staunch. I mean, that's. I mean, in high school, you you don't see the. You don't know. You don't see the huge dudes. No, because beer hasn't set in yet. Yeah. Um, As a teenager, he read conservative journalist Gary Allen's "None Dare Call It a Conspiracy," which had a profound influence on him, in which he calls the easiest to read primer on the New World Order. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. That New World Order? New World Order. (laughs) See, I I only know that because 10 Minute Podcast plays that all the time. (laughs) That's brilliant. Um, So he also went to um, community college in Austin. Uh, his His career in conspiracy really began in 95. In Austin, with a live call-in format, public access cable television show, he shifted to radio in 96, hosting a show called The Final Edition on KJK, or sorry, KJFK. Have you been to Austin? No, I, I have not. I want to go. I would love to. Actually, yeah. I've, you know, being, um, being in bands and such, like I've heard of many of them go to South by Southwest and... Um, some of the local record label people mm-hmm. that will fly down there to catch certain bands like that they're either touting or they're you know hoping to sign yeah tech, like that would be perfect it'd be like it's like it's texas so i can still own guns but like it's austin so the liberal part of me can come out my liberal creamy center can come out yeah of my hard conservative shell 
Yeah, it feels like a good mixture like of a both. Good time. Plus, yeah. you can probably have some killer Texas barbecue. Oh, <laughs> Don't talk about food. Tell me a little grumble. Um. Anyway, so he's on this radio station, KJFK. He, like most radio heavyweights, was fired for refusing to broaden his topics. Which, I mean, Howard Stern was fired. Yep. Um, most of the biggest, biggest of the biggest. I mean, fuck Bill O'Reilly was a radio guy and he just got fired. Yeah, but that was for, <laughs> well, you know what? Because he wouldn't give up on those beliefs either. Yeah. <laughs> the belief that he had the right to he harass could, women. He, he didn't want to broaden his topics. <laughs> so, he didn't want to broaden his broads. <laughs> Jones stated when he was fired, it was purely political and it came down from high. Mm-hmm. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Clinton, to lay off all these politicians, to not talk about rebuilding the church, to stop bashing the Marines. He... Wow, bashing the Marines. Yeah, that's a brave that's fucking move. Really well, brave. that's where And he, by brave, I mean what a chicken shit thing to do. It is, but it, he floats from far right to far left quick. It's, it's you know, my older brother explained it that when you go far, far enough right and left, you, you you kind of wrap around each other. Right. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, I, this is a political thing, but a lot of people who fell off with um Bernie Sanders went to Trump. Went Donald to Trump. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't of the norm. We didn't want somebody at the time. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make this a political show, but we didn't want somebody at the time, I think overall in this country, that was just another figurehead of the. Not right only and another, left. we've had right. that almost kind of like uh, European, more like the Blue Bloods. We had a Bush and then a Bush. Right. And it was going to be a Clinton and then another Clinton. And people are like, eh, eh. Right. Because I think that's why Jeb Bush. Just didn't even stand a chance. Right. Same thing. It's like, it's like wait, what's, third? Your, what's your last name? Yeah. It's- Bush. My name's Jim Bush. That's my. That's a person. great. That's, it sounded just like him. Just, I thought he was in the room. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I found it kind of nuts, but at one point in the early 2000s, he actually ran for office. Hmm. He was going to be a Republican candidate for state representative of Texas. Huh. Republican. He hmm. stated that he wanted to be a watchdog from the inside, which I kind of wish he would have actually followed through on, because I think it would have given him some new perspectives. I think so, yeah. too. Because obviously Donald Trump, after 100 days, was like, like this what is the- hard. This is really hard. Oh, he did. He, he said he expected it to be easy. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you, I dude? I thought I got all the monies and all the foods, and I could just go anywhere and stick my wee-wee in the pee-pee. Stick the wee-wee in the pee-pee? Yeah, the... He does. He, he, is, what, is it called snoodling? Yeah, you're the dick expert. He's a do, he's a dock expert. He's docking he's with a dock. Another... <laughs> <laughs> docking. Your yeah, docking is terrific. Could, this like, is the greatest docking I've ever done. I'm just saying he thought he could do whatever he wanted. Uh, he yeah, that was it was apparent from his speeches. But, but anyway. you know what? Good thing that he learned it. It's not as easy. That yeah, means actually, he actually is saying, "Whoa, hey, th- I got to work on this." Well, that means yes. he's learning. Yeah. I've, um. That, uh, he also, by the way, withdrew from running after a couple of weeks. I guess running was hard. So, <laughs> well, well, if he had his, he may have actually had to give up his own show if he were going to do that because of the equal yeah, time. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he would have. I no. think when you love something, like, he loves set, it. Yeah. yeah. He's too, he's too into the fan base and like kind of what he's shilling. So, there were also local programmers that thought, he, well, not thought, they felt like he was put, <laughs> putting so much pressure on them mm-hmm. to quit and was using guidelines and legal pressures to intimidate them to get them really? out of their shows. He wanted to be the top dog, even just in the small 
category that being a local Austin guy. It's very Howard Stern esque. Not the legal part, but the you know, Howard Stern, when you come into a market, would try to shut well, the, yeah. the competition right down. I mean unfortunately it's a it's you know if the passion's behind the words and you go for it i guess it does work that way it's like michael jordan uh, by all accounts has been said to be monstrously he punched competitive he punched a teammate out for missing a practice because he went to like a family member's memorial holy smoke that is like that a hyper competitive personality that I just can't wrap my mind around because no. I'm too lazy and sleeping on my couch. That's okay. Go back well, to while you're doing research, I'm sleeping. Go back to sleep. <laughs> anyway, so after the 9-11 attack, Jones became a big... An- yeah, you might want to do that away from the mic there, buddy. Uh, after the 9-11 attack, Jones became a big anti-Bush force, and I don't think a lot of people know that about him. Like, yes. we, kinda, we mentioned the fact that he tilts between liberal and Republican, but um, they assume he's a complete Republican conservative drone, but he saw what he believed to be an administration that was beyond behind a horrible attack on our soil on 9-11. Obviously, it's the perfect conspiracy. Right. Which, yeah, well, we'll, we'll save that for 9-11 episode. Never mind. Right. Well, go but, on. <laughs> but as a side note to that, um, a future topic, and for anyone out there that is a truther, the highly controversial film Loose Change mm-hmm. was about 9-11 and Alex Jones was an executive producer. That was about the time I got introduced to him. Yeah. It was right. My, um, I remember hearing about Loose Change like because like this is so crazy, but um the first place that I worked for the male prostitution ring that I run now, mm-hmm. um, there was a janitor Dongs are us. who cleaned up cum on the ceiling. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that guy. That was a cute story. It was the shooters. Mm-hmm. He took care of the shooters. It's, so he had stalactites growing there. Uh, Is that stalagmites? No, the tights st- come from above, and the mites come from below. Right? Stalactites hold on tight. Stalagmites, you might sit on them and break your ass. Ooh, boy, who wants to? Mm. So anyway, this, <laughs> that's this, how I was. This janitor it. made his own nine eleven conspiracy film, and he wasn't there. He was just in Michigan the whole time, and he didn't have interviews with anybody. He called them on the phone, and it was about an hour long, and he tried to distribute it, and it fell. He painted the whole side of his truck with a 9-11 memorial. Did he? So anyway, um, there is also in 2006, he was detained in Canada for trying to cover a meeting of the Bilderberg Group. Um, which, if yes. you don't know who the Bilderberg Group is, it's kind of, that's kind of its own episode as well. Dude, um, that's some of the stuff we need to dive into. Yes, of course. Uh, it's a private meeting of cultural and industry the, elites from Europe and North America, which we will, like I said, be covering. I thought you said Build-A-Bear Group. <laughs> <laughs> They're so corrupt! They're making teddy bears in the basement! I don't know where the stuffing's coming from. There's real children's blood in the bears. You'll have the blood of my hands all over you. Those yeah. are eyes of babies. Yeah, so I bought one of the bears and it told me to molest my nephew. Oops. Is that okay? The bear talks, right? That's did Teddy, every, that's Teddy did Ruxpin. Every, did everybody hear what the bear said? I remember. I would put like cassette tapes in the yeah, pe- yeah. I'd put, like public enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy, what are you talking about? Nine one about- one is a joke. What are you talking about? I want to say something, but I can't. Tony Rexpin has a fear of a black planet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Teddy, you're so evolved. <laughs> anyway, so black power, Teddy. You can understand my confusion. In 07, Alex was arrested in New York City for protesting with a megaphone without permit. He called it Guerrilla Infowars. Sounds like a good website name, eh? <laughs> Drop the gorilla, Alex. <laughs> this really takes us to Infowars for a moment, but that's uh, that's where it gets weird because he'll point to his proof, and it's always Infowars. It's like you can't point to yourself as proof. I'm always right. <laughs> well, yeah, of course you're always going to be right, especially if you're the one that edits the website. Exactly. Delete that comment. It doesn't fall into play with my theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Alex Jones Show, a radio show from the Genesis Communications Network, is a radio network created by Ted Anderson. Um, the network produces over 75 shows and is distributed on more than 830 radio stations nationwide, while also airing on some American talk radio shows, which is on shortwave and is part of the iHeartRadio. Is that boring? <laughs> no. Was that a burp of boring? No, that was a burp of uh, beer. I can't control Acid them. reflux. Uh, yeah, I jumped up to maximum strength today. I felt Ooh. like an old man. Um, <laughs> You leveled up? I leveled up, yeah. <laughs> when do I get my cane? Uh, so, anyway, um, iHeartRadio is kind of conservative, but also kind of conspiratorial. When it comes to the talk shows, um, in 2010, his show attracted 2 million listeners each week. Wow. wow. That's Can weird. we get them numbers out? How close are we to that? Uh, 0.000001%. Oh. oh that's Is so that a 1,000? 2,000? Uh, somewhere in there? You know what? That's still better than zero. True. God bless you, fans. We love you. Yeah. Spread the word. Every single one of you. Um, according to journalist Will Bunch, a senior fellow at Media Matters for America, the show has a demographic heavier and younger viewers than other conservative pundits due to Jones' highly conspiratorial tone and web-oriented approach, which I don't see as a bad thing. This is the same sort of things that Bernie did when he campaigned. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that. I know he doesn't like him, but it's a similar approach. They're in tune with this generation. Who is that comedian? The, the stand-up comedian? Oh frick! I can't remember his uh, Cook Dane Cook. Yes, that that he took he jumped on social media early. Right, was an early adapter, and it paid off in spades for him. It it grew exponentially. Yeah, he did a lot of that was during like the MySpace. MySpace, but he was right there, and I mean, he used it to his advantage. Which, by the way, I think he was the first comedian with also with a website. Yeah, yeah, I missed the MySpace days. I actually liked MySpace better than Facebook. Uh, there was so much more. Dude, there was the band. There were so many of those band pages. Though. Uh, you know what? I I loved it. I, I mean, there, it caused so much turmoil with people. Like, you move me from friend number two to That's number right, four. Rank your friends. How shitty is that? <laughs> that was a bad idea, Tom. Yeah. Get back to the classroom. He's now a a, a professional photographer, Tom. That seems like a downgrade. I, uh, I'm sure he's nothing. Probably no still set to... for life. I mean, all that right. money from MySpace. And now he's probably pursuing a, a passion of his now. And plus, MySpace is still around. It is surprisingly, it is. Um, hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. MySpace.com slash Grammy. <laughs> uh, they're both great communicators. I could take a lesson or two from that. Yes, you could. Their ability to connect with their audience is infectious and has to be a real reason why they connect with so many. Did any of you guys ever meet someone like that? 
great communicator. Yeah, like a great communicator or listen to. I tell you what, I would. This one popped into my head recently. I I went to a male prostitute convention. Yes. In Los Angeles. And they had there the union president of the Coal Miners Association. And that dude had people up on their feet yelling and screaming and like repeating everything he said. I would have ran through a brick wall or would have played Red Rover with male prostitutes. Oh, if that man had, I mean, like it was amazing. Wow! So it was was great speaker then. Great, amazing speaker. That's cool. I I would say for me, I mean, I've I've seen different bands that have done things like little speeches live that I've been captivated on. But what what are what are great stage presences that you've witnessed though? When it comes, because that that's something that definitely comes. Like for me, I'll say right now, David Bowie. All the live videos. I never got a chance to see him live, but all his live videos, he's commanding. Dude, like Freddie Mercury. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, Easily. Oh, my God. Did you just come? I, dude, there are Queen songs that just make me want to shoop, shoop, a doop, shoop, a doop, shoop, a doop, a doop, a doop. Have you ever. Ceiling. Call that janitor up. Have you ever seen the videos of. Uh, when Freddie Mercury would vocalize with the crowd? Like, he would just do, like, no music. He'd be like, you know. And then everyone would mime what he does, and he would do this for like two minutes. And the reason why he would do it, I mean, besides well, the connection, Brian May was tuning his guitar. Just well, it, it could be, but it was also it was to get the crowd involved because that was Queen was heavily into doing that. But it was also to make sure that he, he was stretching his vocal cords. You know, who was a huge fan of David Bowie. Uh, all of us, Kurt Cobain. Mm, well, a lot of a lot of people, and that were, was part of what he wrote about when he was getting ready to quit Nirvana was that he couldn't tune himself in. Or I'm sorry, I just said David Boy. I meant uh, Queen. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he couldn't get and he couldn't be so excited. He wasn't about, like Freddie Mercury, who was so attuned to his crowd and loved it, and was recording vocals while he was dying. Yeah, oh, definitely. If you listen to, to the, the last album that he did, Made in Heaven, uh, half of, he only had about half of his vocal tracks recorded. And then they, they, but they still used it. It's it's really crazy to hear. If you want to talk about stage presence, somebody can command a stage, and I th- just will put rock stars to shame. That's Dave Chappelle. Oh, his new comedy he special can get people, is awesome. Think about he he set records for doing like six hours, seven hours stand up. Holy shows! Really. Do you know how good you have to be to hold someone's attention for six or seven hours? I have never seen any of his. His newest so. special is like an hour and a half, and it, it has two was, of them. It was like this. It was it. Oh, it was amazing. Done. Yeah, and it had it had beats, and it uh, the one that I watched specifically had like four parts to it, and they were like the anchors of the episode. And he just built it. It's a story. He built he built it like a script, yep. a play. Yep, and it was super funny. Like I laughed my ass off. Yeah, so it's great. Uh, Both of them are. People like Alex Jones know how to do that. He is one of the best radio guys of all time. Yes. You got Howard Stern, I think, number one. Yeah, yeah that's undeniable. Um, but you got Alex Jones. You got uh, Glenn Beck before he started doing television. I think Joe Rogan <sighs> now. Unfortunately, I, I don't like him, but Rush Limbaugh, too. Is- Rush Limbaugh is, yeah, he's like the Howard, I would call him the Howard Stern of of that talk radio, of conservative talk radio, because I... 
I, he's doing a show, basically. I think he knows what he's. I think he knows he's poking people with sticks. Oh, he, he definitely. You know, Howard Stern would do that. He more like more people would claim that the, the, he had more people listening because they didn't like him. Than people were listening because they liked him. Well, but they means he secretly liked him. Alex Jones in 2011 actually had a bigger fan fandom than Glenn Beck and Rush combined. Wow, combined. that's that's actually that's really insane cool. because so every old every, it's like once you hit 53, you have to start listening to Rush Limbaugh or something. If you're white, <laughs> my dad still listens to him. Does he? Yeah. I, I said, you. Dad, knock it off. I said, Crate. Rolled up a newspaper, hit yep. him on the nose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, knock it off. Dad. Who's a bad dad? But Hannity. No, go. No. no. Don't treat you Hannity me. Yeah. <laughs> you will not get you only get not get your treat of Lipitor if you, if you do this again. <laughs> but I th- you won't get your heart medication. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to say though that outside of music, uh, somebody that you know I was actually able to see do the speech uh, do speeches that were moving for me was that well it would be Bernie Sanders. And I got to see him speak yeah. as well. He's very good at it. He he's he's he's, he's a, got a very energetic uh, presence that, especially for a man as old as he is, mm-hmm. and I think that the fact that you, he, when he would talk to you and say what he wanted to do, I, unlike most politicians, I felt like he was being honest. He's sincere, and that comes across. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with him, right? Which you know, but the fact is, is you know that when he says I want to do this and that and the other thing, and I believe this. He's not lying to you, and that's uh, for me. That was a big deal. So when I listened to his speeches, it was like, "Wow, I get th- this is great." I get the same feeling from Rand and Ron Paul. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely sincere featured guests on the on Alex, on Alex Jones, Jones show. show, but they're very sincere. I know where they're coming from. I don't necessarily agree with everything they say, I but at least I know it's right there. Yeah, and we of have course. a lo- we have a local guy here, Justin Amash, who's the same thing. Yeah, and I oh, appreciate yeah. that. Yep. I I mean, yeah, I do. It's great. So, um. But these, a lot of people like to say um, that Alex Jones is a conservative and a conspiracy theorist and an outlet for pro-Russia propaganda, but Paleo. Jones doesn't see it that way. And to be honest, neither do I. He describes himself as a libertarian and a paleo-conservative, mm-hmm. which basically is a conservative political philosophy, stressing tradition. Caveman rights. Yes. <laughs> and limited government in civil society along with religious, regional, national, and western identity. So the idea is basically like uh, nationalist versus globalist. Right. You, you're about your nation. Take you're care about, of yourself take first. Take care of yourself first. Or only. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, there is a definition that um, I found on Wikipedia that Michael Foley of International Relations said, paleoconservatives press for restrictions on immigration, which, you know, outsiders... You're gonna have to go through some more hoops. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pee in this cup. Oh darn! You're gonna have to come in oh, here legally. It's purple. <clears throat> Who are you? My name's Grimoth. Okay, <laughs> go go back to India, Grimace. Is that where he's from? Yeah. Hmm. The more you know. So, um, that's kind of the thing. Uh. Kind of makes me think of Alex's whole 1776 mantra. Like every time he gets really passionate, he's like, 776 will rise again. Like, no, they're all dead. If they do rise again, we got a zombie issue to deal with. (laughs) Call George Romero because we need some tips. (laughs) 
Um, when he talks about going back to the founding fathers in the old ways, like in his debate with Pierce Morgan about gun control, mm-hmm. he loses it and spits facts. And that's the thing. There were facts in there. There were. So let's Pierce talk about Morgan that. was poking him in a very unprofessional way, I thought. I think he got caught off guard, too, because if you look at his... his Jones had the info. He had, a, like, he had a white face a bit, and yeah. he... he I think he approached it initially like I'm dealing with a kid who who doesn't know his shit, who's holding like a bag of fireworks and thinks he's gonna you know mm-hmm. get away with it. But like Jones goes off within the first five. Like they try to start a debate and Jones goes like full clip. How do you not listen to his radio show and realize that the guy knows what he's doing? Right. Well, he knows the beats. Too. Yeah, and you can tell by his face like. When 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 uh when Pierce says and am I my guest tonight is Mister um Alex Jones he's sitting here and he's um he wants me to be deported ladies and gentlemen and then you look at there's a clip of the the camera goes mm-hmm. to Jones and he goes <laughs> and you're like hey, Ooh, that was about to get not, real <laughs> yeah no he's he's a he's a pit bull I was like he's Oof. got his red rocket out and he is ready to start fucking. Fucking so fucking fucking. Is but, that like Duran Duran? Yeah, <laughs> that's how they have sex. They fucking fuck. <laughs> I don't know. This was turning into all, a tenacious D song. All members of Duran Duran have to do everything twice. Right, we right. We all know that. So, yep, yep. um, um, <laughs> yeah. So this, like, I I'm trying to explain that's why they like Little Caesars the pizza, 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 pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. During the segment, we will play a clip of that talk. Actually. Um, no, actually, we're not going to. No. Edit point. Sorry. No, we're not. No, we're not. Jeez. I, I, I wrote an old note, and I've revised this a few times, so I'm sorry, but um, they talked about gun control. During, during that whole conversation, a lot of people wanted to cite him as a nut, because at the time, this was after Sandy Hook, and he was also one of the people that said Sandy Hook was fake. That was disgusting. Ooh. Very I have, disgusting. I think that that is that's gonna are we gonna do terrible. that one we're gonna do no we're not gonna oh, do thank that. you no. i don't know if i could, I, I could stomach I, that. I can't do school shooters because it's it's not there's no if and or what uh schizophrenia is real we have a mental health condition problem in this country and there mm-hmm. needs to be more money put towards that so well don't don't look for these next four years right <laughs> fuck it let's kill ourselves Sorry. You're going to use a pizza cutter? That's going to take a while. No, I was smashing my founder's centennial and then shoving the... Okay. Anyway, so... Oh, my marinara spilling out. He has half-truths sometimes, and like the craziest of conspiracies or the most intense and destructive of lies, and there's half-truths to it. Because you can buy that little bit, because you're like, wait, that's that's true, and then... The thing is, there have been real, quote-unquote, conspiracies that have come true. So right. at that point, you can point at everything and say it's a conspiracy. Exactly. Does this happen? Well, 15 we're told years, it didn't happen. Fifteen years ago, Alex was saying the Catholic Church was behind a pedophile ring. Now, no, it's, sorry, but Sinead O'Connor beat him to the punch on that one. She did because that had been yeah, and nothing compares to her. Nothing. So it's a great song. Um, Thank you, Prince. <laughs> that uh, that is a deep dig. You knew that. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. Prince wrote that song. Nothing compares to you, mm-hmm. Sinead O'Connor. 
I first heard about Alex on the Joe Rogan experience, of which I started at episode one. Yes, in 2007, when I started working at the male prostitution ring late mm-hmm. night factory. Dongs are us. Dongs are us. Um, I started listening to podcasts, and Joe was my first foray into that. Boy, you went deep on your first foray. I did. Well, that's I, a three. Uh, that's a well. You know what? Actually, I take that back. He had a 2006 comedy special where he talked about big dick pills. So I would listened to enough comedy specials. I loved. Joe Rogan. But you were also, you were a Howard Stern fan, right? So you yes. were used to that long form. But I listened to, yes, and I listened to Howard Stern when I was a bagel delivery guy in 2001. You yes. delivered a lot of things. I do. Delivers pizza, bagels, and dongs. Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies, like we're mostly. Getting, we're getting a history yeah. lesson on Ryan. <laughs> but yeah. Um, give, give me like a gay Friday. Maybe I'll make you happy there. So yeah, uh, actually, you know, Joe Rogan might actually be a good entryway into podcasting if you're coming from the world of radio because it's a long form interview. Yeah. Well, it's conversational. And that's yeah. the thing that I like the most about yeah. those people. Um, I would honestly go on record as saying that his recent episode on Joe Rogan experience is one of the five best podcasts I've ever listened to. Wow. And I've listened to count. I mean, even today I listened to like 10. It's so funny so. because he, he, can we dive into that podcast? Yes. Yes. Um, prior, like two weeks prior, I'd listened to him, uh, Alex Jones on the Howard Stern show and Howard straight up asked him if he was a drinker or a drug user. Right. And he said no to both. He said he was, did not drink to excess. Well, he said that he was smoking tobacco and drinking apple juice on the Rogan. Joe. Joe says otherwise. <laughs> the the videos show otherwise. Okay, the broken blood vessels on Alex Jones' cheeks tell you otherwise. That, that, yeah, the, the way that nose lights up like Rudolph on the Christmas <laughs> Eve is... There's my whiskey! Yeah. This sleigh will fly! So I found that interesting because uh, Alex Jones has always been a very, very honest guy. And to come on to, you know... Well... He one show want, and say one I think, thing. I think it's like most guys um, when their wife says, okay, settle down. It's time for bed. Sounds so and then, biographical. And then she walks away and then she comes back and how did your drink double in size? Magic. Mm, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> wife, that couch is comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joshua. <laughs> anyway, there are so many half-truths in Alex's stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to overgeneralize it, but um, that episode's incredible. They cover everything that you can think of. Aliens. Gay end frogs. End of the world. Uh, they don't really hit on gay... Maybe they, one of them mentions gay frogs, but I think it's a joke. I think it's become a meme almost. They talk moon landings. They talk... I mean, any conspiracy you can think of they talk about it pretty much. Chemtrails for a long time, which was my drunkest episode. I didn't know that. Listen to the second half of the chemtrails. Don't listen episode. to it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> hey, you know what? Calm if trails, you don't like me way. at my worst, you won't deserve like me at my best. Deserve me at I my best. I hate that best. saying. Oh, you can't handle me at my worst. You deserve me at my best. It's my throat too. Whenever I'm like. Cloud. But you don't do that anymore. No, I don't. You're a professional now. I'm a professional. He is. So, when um, the little, like I said, the little half-truths buried in the insanity of Alex come out 
and you find the facts, you, you research them, um, it starts to form a different character, I think. Mm-hmm. Almost like a performance artist, but with like a real message. Look, before we uh, take a clip break mm-hmm. ooh, and delve more into the InfoWars web presence mm-hmm. and what yeah. it all is, I want to say this to the ones out there who denounce Jones. Because there's obviously, there's fans of ours, uh. I think, who are, <laughs> who are going to say... I fucking hate this guy, and how are you even like doing an episode on him? <laughs> if you're listening, you're clearly a conspiracy theory fan, which means you have. I would call. Uh, I would. I would call any, him the god. I wouldn't call him the father. Maybe a godfather. Of I would sorts? say, yeah, he's the. <laughs> he's the uncle. Kiss he's the, the handsy uncle. Kiss the ring. If of you want conspiracy, to start a conspiracy theories, conspiracy yes. podcast. Yeah. Um. Uh. Before I kind of delve into. The, uh, to more of his conspiracies on the second mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. I want to say this to the ones, like I said, that are denounce him like he's full of shit, and I get that. It seems like he's trying really hard to rile a lot of people up. Well, he's doing a show. He's an entertainer. That's what they all do. That's uh, exactly. That's what I think people forget. With well, a lush, a lush rimbow, a wash. <laughs> I mean, well, shit. It's what we do. Exactly. Well, and it seems like he's a functional alcoholic, to be honest with you, because well, we brought two, up the two fact of the three of us here are too, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> Josh, damn it, Chewy. Get functional. <laughs> so, Let's get functional, functional. He's also an actor. I want to get functional. Uh? Let's get into functional. Doot, doot, doot. Sweet booze. (laughs) Wait, you don't drink though, remember? Yeah. No, I'm one of them. So the intense. He's both of them. He's a. You may think he's an intense actor, but the truth is, he actually was a little bit. He was in a couple of Richard Linklater films. Yep. Pop culture for a second. There you go, Ryan. Um, he was in a Scanner Darkly in Waking Life, which is Richard Linklater, great director, awesome filmmaker, was behind... Clearly a fan of Alex Jones. Boyhood. And... Uh, Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to give the uh in there to give you the emphasis of, like, uh, the generational... Dazed and uh... By the way, Mila Jovovich is in that movie. She's hot. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that update. She's got ugly feet. Anyway, as one functional alcoholic to another, I get the annoyance. But a lot of what he says has truth in it. So, as he gets into his mid 40s, and I watch how much he posts online. By the way, I'm subscribed to him on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I get like seven updates a day from him. Dude works hard. There's no one else who puts out as much content. You talk about functional alcoholic. That dude's working hard. Hard. If we, so I'm guessing he, he, he. I struggle through one podcast, so I'm, it's a struggle. It is, and all you have to do is show up and talk. I, there's that there's period where I piss people, my pants. The other period where I have to like beat somebody up. Mm-hmm. Actually, you do work hard because you got to do all the research. I I try. You do all do I do, do a lot of research. But you know what? I can't help but think, as I am a guy who tries to work hard to put out content, that it makes must take a toll on the man. If you're given so many conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. so many different information from different sources, different high-level sources, and look, here's the thing. If you're the head of a major uh, Blackwater-esque type company, chances are you got some skeletons in your closet. And I don't know what kind of religious base you have, but whenever you call me in the middle of the night and you're panic sweating, and you are like, I got some information, I got to tell (sighs) you. Lizard tongue. 
Well, he hasn't. Yeah, I'm a reptilian, mm-hmm. but he hasn't seen a doctor in a while, and no one. You, Alex Jones hasn't. No, no, no. I'm saying like the <laughs> different confused. people he's dealing with. Uh-huh. Like, there's there's a big issue with people with mental illness who never come out and like explain. Like, hey, I see fucking floating well, Ronald McDonald's in front of me. One of his conspiracies that mental illness is made up, and that, uh, so that the 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 the, 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 the doctors can send you know. Prescribe you pills. That's I thought a, you were going to say prescribe you chicken nuggets. No, that's <laughs> that's my uh, my cardiologist. <laughs> but I think he's only in it for the money. Yeah. Like this will be a fast death. Because I was like, well, barbecue sauce. He said, no, 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 ranch. No, no, no. Yeah, yep, 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 ranch. That'll do it. So anyway, um, it's insane to think of all the different theories that must go this man's head. I mean, with chemicals in the air making frogs gay or how fake <laughs> actors are involved in government cover-up shootings. Ribbit, ribbit. If you look deep, even if it's <laughs> false, that a fly? it's rooted in some Your truths. Your tongue is so long. And have truths. And can be immensely destructive. This is stuff that is just super, hanging out at the swamp. super destructive. But much like the telephone of information we spread day-to-day without Alex Jones in our own personal lives, not everything can ever really be completely accurate. Online or mouth to mouth. So, since we're obviously living in a computer simulation that has a virus slowly <laughs> spreading, we'll obviously. be back after a quick Alex Jones break. The elite are all about transcendence and living forever and the secrets of the universe, and they want to know all this. Some are good, some are bad, some are a mix. But the good ones don't ever want to organize. The bad ones don't want to organize because they lust after power. Powerful uh, consciousnesses don't want to dominate other people. They want to empower them so they don't tend to get together until things are really late in the game. Then they come together. Evil's always defeated because good is so much stronger. And we're on this planet, and Einstein's physics showed it, Max Planck's physics showed it all. There's at least 12 dimensions. And now that's why all the top scientists and billionaires are coming out saying it's a false hologram. It is artificial. The computers are scanning it and finding tension points where it's artificially projected and gravity's bleeding in to this universe. That's what they call dark matter. So we're like a thought or a dream that's a wisp in some computer program, some God's mind, whatever. They're proving it all. It's all coming out. Now, there's like this sub-transmission zone below the third dimension that's just turned over to the most horrible things is what it resonates to. And it's trying to get up into the third dimension that's just a basic level consciousness to launch into the next levels. And our species is already way up in the fifth, sixth dimension, consciously our best people. But there's this big war trying to, like, basically destroy humanity because humanity has free will. And there's a decision to which level we want to go to. We have free will, so evil's allowed to come and contend, not just good. And the elites themselves believe they're racing using human technology to try to take our best minds and build some type of breakaway civilization where they're going to merge with machines, transcend, and break away from the failed species that is man, which is kind of like a false transmission because they're thinking what they are is ugly and bad, projecting it onto themselves instead of believing, no, it's a human test about building us up. And so Google was set up 
18, 19 years ago, this was, I knew about this before it was declassified. I'm just saying I have good sources that they wanted to build a giant artificial system. And Google believes that the first artificial intelligence will be a supercomputer based on the neuron activities of the hive mind of humanity with billions of people wired into it with the oh, internet of shit. things. And so all of our thoughts go into it. And we're actually building a computer that has real neurons in real time that's also psychically connected to us that are organic creatures so that they will have current prediction powers, future prediction powers, a true crystal ball. But the big secret is once you have a crystal ball and know the future, you can add stimuli beforehand and make decisions that control the future. And so then it's the end of consciousness and free will for individuals, as we know, and a true 2.0 in a very bad way, hive mind consciousness with an AI jacked into everyone, knowing our hopes and dreams, delivering it to us, not in some PKD wirehead system where we plug in and give up on consciousness because of unlimited pleasure, but because we were already wired in and absorbed before we knew it by giving over our consciousness to this system by our daily decisions that it was able to manipulate and control into a larger system. There's now a human counterstrike taking place to shut this off before it gets fully into place and to block these systems and to try to have an actual debate about where humanity goes and cut off the pedophiles and psychic vampires that are control of this AI system before humanity is destroyed. Wait a minute. Humanity the pedophiles is only in control of AI? How did well, the pedophiles get in control of well, AI? Well, the, pe the pedophiles at a, at a whatever level, rule. the devil, whatever you want to call it, this interdimensional thing that gives them advanced off-world technology, the fallen one that's not of this world, is giving them advanced knowledge what? What on how to construct these what systems is, what is that have that? already been used before on other populations. Alex Jones has been the center of many controversies, such as the one surrounding his actions and statements about gun control after the Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, shooting. Boy. He has accused the United States government of being involved in the Oklahoma City bombing. During the 2016 presidential campaign, Hillary Clinton criticized Donald Trump for his ties to Alex Jones. In 2017, he was criticized for claiming that the Khan Shayakun chemical attack was a hoax. In April of 2017, the Chobani Yogurt Company filed a lawsuit against Jones for his article where Jones claims that the company employs refugees was connected to a 2016 child sex assault. So is that an ongoing lawsuit right now? I don't think so. No. So what's a globalist? Does anybody know? It's somebody who... who it's wants, a hot word. It's Yeah, it's a... Kind of trying to create a one government system or like at least an yeah. intertwined system or agreement. <clears throat> I Yes, I would agree. But also the definition online... Oh boy. ...is a person who advocates the interpretation of planning of economic and foreign policy in relation to events and developments throughout the world. The word itself came into widespread usage, first and foremost, in the United States from the early 1940s. So, Josh, you know what a globalist is, though? Well, Did you learn? Did you learn anything? Us, so he should know. <laughs> I'm just curious. I was, I was taking care of some business real quick. You could do that. Weird thing is, yes, I didn't feel right. anything. I don't know if it was maybe someone else here. Think locally. Come globally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so our um, did it. I mean, as long as everybody got that, a lot. Of what we want to keep, um, we want the open markets in the world. If we're a globalist, mm -hmm. and to take it over and keep the disparity there, when. 
the 1% holds that high percentage of was income. Was it like the top 1% on like 90% of the wealth yes. of the world? Yes, perfect example. <clears throat> Good, Good job, Larry. They continue to try to hold that standard. Right, why would you let that go? Because all your stripper girlfriends aren't going to be happy with uh, fake diamonds. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, globalist is a hot word for Alex and something he's against. If I have to be honest, I'm against it too. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love to see a beautiful American world where there's old-timey records playing and a grill cooking steaks and a family to sit and enjoy. Enjoy the steaks, not enjoy the family. Right. I just want to, (laughs) like... We know where your stance is. Um, (laughs) I get it. I mean... I get the whole idea that you want to take care of other people, but you can't take care of everybody. It's impossible. You know, it's the, right. the idea that oh, we should let all these people. It would be great if we could allow all these poor people into the country. The, we can't. We, we absolutely cannot do that. The world is a bunch of kids in a ball pit, and then one kid just pukes in it, and you're like, uh, this the ball pit sucks. That's the 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 hard part to come to grips with is that. People can't help where they're born, and that sucks. Right. I am lucky I was born here. Do you guys want to hear about a time Alex was wrong? (laughs) Yes, but Y2K. And that is something that he regretted when he talked about it with Y2K in that uh, episode. He talks distinct uh, specifically about there were conspiracy sponsors who actually sought him out, and they were touting how Y2K was a big deal, and he wasn't bringing it up on his radio show, but he needed to sell them seeds and water filters. Exactly. Because, you know, and gold. And he folded, and he regretted it. Because he, in the pit of his stomach, he thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Because what are you going to do with that gold when the world falls apart? Hit people with it? I mean... Right. (laughs) But anyway, I just... That's that's the one that I know, and as as a 90s kid, like, that's definitely... Wasn't I... That's a memory from my life. I remember... Mm -hmm. Uh, being scared that night, but but not trying to let my junior high or not junior high, junior year level of high school girlfriend know that I was kind of scared. I've told this story before, probably on this show even. And yeah. my we were in Chicago uh, at my brother's at my brother's friend's house, and as, as five, three, two, one, my brother hit the switch and turned the power off. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to buy him a beer for that one. It was in Chicago. He won't drink. He doesn't drink, actually. Uh, That's cool. He's never had a drink in his life. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I remember we then we went outside, and it was Chicago, so you could hear people shooting guns in the air. It was insane. Love you, Chicago. I would never live there, though. Yeah, I know. It's perfect for Fun a visit. visit. Yep. Yep. I want to mention recently... Um, you know, we we talked about some of his guests. He's had Willie Nelson, Joe yep. Rogan, Charlie Sheen, Jesse the uh, Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, Rand and Ron Paul. Um, he's had a lot of people on, and almost all of them f- hold Alex in high regard. I know mm-hmm. Joe Rogan considers him one of his closest there, friends. Yeah, there's nobody that meets him that doesn't like like him or. Res- b- b- I want to take the time to step aside and analyze this as um something that maybe everybody has they have that friend who's not necessarily we'll say 
like, say you're an atheist, okay? We can say that with certainty, yes. Yes. And you have a friend who's a Christian. I'm married to one. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And you're in love. Absolutely. But you don't let the things that divide you mentally divide you. It really doesn't. She finds happiness and... She gets a, a, a like recharged batteries, and uh, it they, like resets her whole being when she when she goes to church. That's awesome. Of why would it, why would be against that? It's so great that's, for her. That's something that I think that that uh, Joe Rogan and Alex Jones kind of have. And uh, if Joe Rogan has that same thing that Howard Stern has that that just that thing that knows when something's fascinating or interesting. Yes. And entertaining. Right. And that's why we do podcasts, because we find these little nuggets online and we go with them. Yeah. So um, I don't want to delve too far into Alex's private life, but here's a little bit of a... Uh, well, it's in the news. So it we'd is. We'd be irresponsible if we didn't. Exactly. Yeah. It stinks. I mean, we. I think we should this preface is that. something that should definitely... Wow, that cable made the, those headphones hot. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's... Not something I would ever wish to have for someone to have in, in in the in the, pro, in the private yes in the private in the in the public eye. So, Jones has three children with his now ex-wife Kelly Jones. The couple divorced in 2015. In 2017, Kelly sought sole or joint custody of their children due to Alex's behavior. She claimed he's not a stable person, and mm. I'm concerned that he is engaged in felonious behavior, threatening a member of Congress. Which he did. Alex's attorney responded that, quote, he's playing a character, unquote, and described him as a, quote, performance artist, unquote. This is what made me want to do this episode. Because... Yes, I know. I started the show with a disclaimer about his personal life, but when I heard that, I wanted to know a little bit about the guy, because I know a lot of people, when they talk about Alex Jones, they're like, well, what does he know? How can he spot all these things? He's got this website, but what what backs up InfoWars? I wanted people to know he went to college, he was a high school line man, he's an all-American boy, Loves his country. And he lo- yes, he obviously is a nationalistic mm-hmm. fella who loves his country. I, it's, a sh- it's a show. Right. And it has to be entertaining. It's, it's the same thing with you know, Rush Limbaugh, all that. It's a show. It is supposed to be entertaining first and foremost. And you need to sell advertisers and if he wants to make a living doing it. But I want to say in rebuttal to that. In court, Jones denied playing a character and called his show, quote, the most bona fide, hardcore, real McCoy thing there is, and everybody knows it, unquote. The court awarded Kelly the power to decide where mm. the children live. Which is terrible. That, as, a fa- as a father who loves his his kids, like... I guess I could see both sides. He screwed himself. Because yeah. when under questioning he didn't know the age of his children and what grade they were in and they're homeschooled by the way plus didn't he say something about chili well that's the the the, what he said was that the reason he couldn't remember is because just before they had taken a lunch recess and during that lunch recess he ate a large bowl of chili and that's just why he couldn't remember those things was it hormel chili uh he said it was texas chili oh Uh. But come on. I don't know what kind of beans it just, are in there. That's a, 
if you're getting accused of being um, not mentally stable, blaming Chili on the reason you don't remember your kid's age is pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate real okay. quick. Now, at, at recently, I was doing stuff within the court system for my son. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest, man. When you're sitting in the hot chair and you have a judge asking you questions, it's extremely nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's things that they ask you. You're like, Durr. I mean, I I thankfully I had the foresight to write a lot of information down so I could check into uh, some of this stuff. But dude, especially a case like that, it's a he has three children, mm-hmm. uh, and he is in the public eye. So I feel like the stress of all of this happening and plus he had the divorce that was, you know, the, the ex-wife and all that, but the I feel like if it were me, yeah, I would be forgetting information too. Your kids age and what grade they're in, especially when you're home teaching them? Well, I'm 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 just saying I know you're playing devil's advocate. I I feel that he is a high-powered lawyer that should be reminding him that well, these yeah. are questions that are going to come up. I, I guess I couldn't. I couldn't have the foresight to see that they would ask a question like that. How old are your children? I'm. I mean, it feels. It seems like it'd be a question that would be just a dumb one. I almost feel dirty doing this right now. It's okay. You know, to no, talking let's, about let's, him let's, and his kid. Let's, like, let's, let's, it sucks. Let's give him. I, I do want it. To, I want to say that in his defense, the whole thing it sucks because I can't it was imagine. The, it's the only real glimpse you, you you've been given of him, like yeah. on his own private life. So let's skip ahead a little bit. Okay, and we'll say this: Is Alex Jones Infowars dot com fake news, or do you think he's really trying to do his own independent news station? That's the question of the episode. Now, it's from the ground up. We know that. Mm-hmm. It has no sponsors, given the fact CNN, Fox News, and almost all major news networks have been approved to edit their footage down to drive ratings and to make their owners happy. It's really sh- crappy because news organi- like the news organization was news was separate organization from the actual. St- so you had like ABC, then you had ABC News, yeah. and ABC News, ABC was there was to be there to recoup because ABC News was going to lose money. Yeah, you're just gonna lose money. It was accepted, but it was like that's the cost of bringing journalism to the people. Yeah, yeah. But that eventually, business people want to make money on everything. So uh, I think yes. once that that kind of was a game changer, and now you have, you do, you have question it. I have yeah, question it for sure. So I, if the question is, uh, if do I think he's fake news? I do not think in his mind he is fake news. I think these are his truths. These are the things he actually believes in. And there, of course, there's a lot of entertainment sprinkled into it as well, but I don't think he's purposely trying to pull one over on anybody. I, I 100% agree. I, at the end of the day, it's still he's an entertainer. He's mm-hmm. putting out a product that he wants people to watch. And so he has to spice it up to make people be interested in it. Do I think maybe he tries to poke the bear a bit? Well, of course. Yeah, it's entertainment. Uh, they yeah. all do. Yep. And the thing is, is it's it's news, and so no matter what, like as I said in the beginning of the episode, with news, it's one-sided. That's just the way it is. 
Uh, so I, I don't think that it's necessarily fake. I think it's just one side. Yeah. I, I will round this out with a verdict that says, uh, as far as Alex Jones, I think he's real as well. Uh, but I think like you, he takes precautions. Um, the man is intensely personal and yes. even delving into his personal life. I felt icky. It's it in the felt news. Like I was looking on somebody's Facebook page that I wasn't friends with. But if we didn't do that, yeah, how many emails do you think? We, I mean, it, it just would have come up that we didn't touch on that. Well, it had to be some things that we had to look at. Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard to get any information on anyone close to him or his livelihood in general. I like that, honestly, though. Like when I find out about an actor or artist or musician who doesn't have like an all out there personality, mm-hmm. um, I get more respect for them. Personally. It gives them an air of mystery, but also, yeah, you do you respect them more. Um, mm. It also makes them seem to be able to control their lives and work with dignity, which is something that I would love to see. You're, I mean, Howard, but Howard, like Howard Stern, is very open with his entire life, and he's level headed. And I enjoy that. I mean, that's what makes this show so great, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not Kim and Kanye, but who supposedly are getting a divorce. Did you hear? That? Oh, I think Kanye catches way too much crap. I love Kanye. Though. I do too. I think. I mean, he catches he get, he catches more crap than Chris Brown. And Chris Brown beat the crap out of a woman. Get away from the Kardashians, Kanye. Write yeah. a new rap album. I'll digest it. So yeah. See, uh, well, that's what happens when two megalomaniacs get married. <laughs> that's for Kim and Kanye. So, can we dive into some of the yes uh, possible conspiracies yeah. about Alex that, Jones? I mean, that, that's it for Alex. That that's I have. What you have. I have yeah. some. Uh, a there, there is a conspiracy that he is uh, comedian Bill Hicks. I don't know. If, are you familiar with Bill Hicks? I yes, genius genius by name. But it's go look into his comedy. He's 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 like a political. Oh, who's the um, Boston comedian? uh, Oh, uh, it's one that Rogan always brings up too. I think Uh, he's doing TV shows all the time now. Um, what's his name? Bill Burr? No, 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 no. The other one. Um, oh, tall, uh, skinny dude. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. No, uh, rescue me. Oh, uh, Dave, Dave, no, 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 no. Dave Chappelle. No, it sings the asshole song. I'm an asshole. Yeah, that guy. So he's an asshole. Um, I'm sorry that I don't know it off the top. Me of my neither. Head. I had it. I was going to talk about this earlier, and I was had his name right in my head, and. I, I used to love watching Rescue Me, though, for sure. Uh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Basically, listen to Dennis Leary, because he made a career out of ripping Bill Hicks off. He made he managed to... Like, if you take Bill Hicks' stuff and then listen to um, Dennis Leary's first comedy album, it's fu- it's a complete fucking ripoff. Nice. Just different vowels. And But, yeah, Bill Hicks is a genius of a comedian, but there's uh, conspiracies that Bill Hicks is doing a performance... Of uh, of Alex Jones, the problem with that is, and there is uh, there's visual proof. They sh- they have like diff- like various birthmarks that are like in the same place and stuff. Problem is that uh, Alex Jones is probably about six 
four to six inches shorter than Bill Hicks. <laughs> so that kind of takes the sting out of that. There's another conspiracy that I'm I'm really buying into that Alex Jones is an underground techno DJ or musician. I can get behind that one. You've seen his studio. There's yeah. a lot of keyboards, lots of drum machines. There was a, a a video of the studio that he works in, and we're we're not talking about your I think it's 90s Rollins. No, this he's got some speakers. He does actually have like, some 90 Rollins. Well, too. I, 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 I'm, I'm, what I mean is he doesn't have like this cheap. No, that's that's a setup around. I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the speakers he have he has Very there nice. are several thousand dollars yeah. speakers. Uh, keyboards everywhere, like drum machines, great equipment that yeah. a a and, DJ would. Have. And he has he's following a lot of techno artists on his uh, Twitter there too. Look into it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another one is that Ooh. he, and this is one he's brought up on his own show. He is CIA. Oh yeah, yeah. and that he is trying to discredit the whole alternative news. I feel like if you search Alex Jones, there's more he's part of the New World Order than he is part I of I don't the, even buy into that. Well, I'm just saying. It is out, out there, there, though. It is out there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other conspiracies about him that I I can't think of any other than that. I'm sure there are. Maybe oh, well, one day we'll come back to yeah. him. Anytime you have a famous political popular figure there's going to be conspiracies that are made up bullshit there's 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 conspiracies about everybody yeah. so i guess in closing I'm, I'm he's one of the most entertaining radio guys that we've we've seen he definitely throws a wrench into the norm absolutely he he, he always brings up the good point question everything he even says question him and i wish i wish his listeners actually would <laughs> right well, that was what we did today. Yeah. We did a little delving. We learned a little bit about him. And uh, hopefully you listening learned a little bit. But uh, Josh, real quick, where would we find you if you weren't here? You could find me on the Stiff Joystick Podcast, a video game show that is great. Oh, That's on Facebook, Twitter, Podomatic. And uh, I have been streaming on Twitch. Larry? You can find me in a couple of places. EFISpodcast.net if you enjoy baseball history. Uh, it can all, if you also enjoy history in general and you're looking for something else that's a little different, check out the Potty Slam, P-O-D-Y-S-L-A-M. And find that on uh, Podomatic as well, Twitter and all that shit. You know where you can find everything, though? Beer City Media. That's right. If you like Beer City Media on Facebook or Twitter, you're going to get updates for every single new show we put out. Um, conspiracy therapy, obviously. If you could please rate and review on iTunes, that would mean a lot to us. That's, I mean, we do this for the love of it more than anything. We just like hanging out and talking about this stuff. So, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, next week's going to be our 50th episode, and we have Woo! we got a big one planned for you. So, tell your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your grandmas, the, the dirty one, mm -hmm. tell her about it. Yeah. And, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Listen to
You listen to Alex Jones.